0: Well, welcome back. We are talking about life transitions or life changes. Now, life is full of changes. We all know that. And not everybody likes change. But whether you're starting a new job, getting married, or even when you have a loss of a loved one, that's a huge change that we have to accept in life. And navigating these transitions can be quite overwhelming for some. But you know, it can be made smoother if we have the right support and guidance. And this afternoon, or rather this evening, we talked to Sister Fahim. Masidat, who's going to tell us a little bit more or take us through the steps and what exactly are the different types of life transitions that we go through and how we can manage these as well. Sister Fahima, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Welcome to the show. Wa warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, sister Nisa. Well, good to have you. And this is such a good topic because, you know, we go through life changes. Um, many of us don't even think about it because it's just you know, something that we do every day, we think that this is going to be how it is, or we manage it by ourselves. But most people find that these, especially when they are major life changes, that they are not coping and they need help and support, which they may or may not be able to get sometimes. So let's talk about this because I think many times, you know, we think it's easy to go through these changes and sometimes we, we, don't, we aren't always as empathetic as we should be. What would you consider a life transition or a life change when you discuss this um with your um uh clients
1: okay Alhamdulillah, uh, Anissa. there's many many life changes uh, life, life transitions which are inevitable like you said it's, it's inevitable part of a human experience so it uh, ranges like you say from small changes to big changes for example the small changes like you said was maybe a new job uh moving to a new city even graduating from school you know so those we'll are small little changes and so mm-hmm. people might come to it because they might find it difficult to cope with the new challenges that come their way and uh they may need to change their perspective and there's also big life changes as you said also is marriage uh also becoming a parent is a very big life change life is not the same anymore after becoming a parent and mm-hmm. then we also have a lot of health issues in today's day and time there's so many different health issues So uh, it changes your life in so many ways. And like you said, also the loss of a loved one changes your whole life so dramatically. So people would come to us uh, to to seek guidance in in looking forward in trying to, you know, uh, move, channel their their, their energy now to moving away from from the difficulty of the challenge and to move towards growth.
0: Mm, Okay. So we've looked at the different types of life changes, but they can actually be, put into different categories because sometimes we anticipate a life change like when we're getting married we plan for that so we know it's going to happen but the sudden death of somebody is unanticipated I mean you know you could be here one day and be gone the next day as we would be as we are you know understand so that's not something we can anticipate um can can is that right for me to say that we can actually break it down that way
1: you know, definitely you can break it down that because uh, life is uncertain. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can anticipate that you're not, know, I'm going to graduate school, so I am expecting the change. Yes. And then when there's a sudden death or your illness comes about, that you did not anticipate and that gives the system a very, very big shock. And that's when mm-hmm. anxiety and stress comes in.
0: So that's what I was trying to lead to because when we when we know that something is going to happen and we plan towards it, like when we move house or when we're getting married or when we complete school or university, we know these things are going to happen. So we, we sort of have a little bit of control over that. But when we have those unanticipated events that take place, it's very difficult sometimes um, to just go ahead with life because you're dealing with so many things. that may be anxiety, grief, um, you know, it's not always the good emotions that you may be dealing with. Yes. So you need help yes. at that time. And obviously someone like you, a life coach, an NLP practitioner, counsellor, you would come into play if, if somebody needed that help. Gee, gee. So like you say, you know, we human beings are creatures of habit. Mm. So we you know we have
1: very fixed mindset and we think this is how things are gonna go and this is how it's going to end up. And once things change, it becomes very, very unsettling to a person. And then you become emotionally drained and you become overwhelmed. So what you do with, with with a client is that you have to acknowledge that you are feeling these ways. You know, you have to accept that feeling um, sad, feeling anxious is part of the natural process of this change. Uh, so we obviously acknowledge and then uh, assist and you, you allow them to embrace it and say, you know what, okay, this is happening to me. I have this particular illness, but this is what I need to do to move forward from it. This is what I need to do now to make myself better, to change my lifestyle. So that's when we come to help them. So firstly, we get them to acknowledge what they have, to acknowledge that their feelings, it's fine, it's completely fine to have those feelings. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And mm-hmm. then we try and change their mindset to change, to say that, you know, it's not the end. It's it's like a bend in the road. So you see things from a different perspective. So it's not mm-hmm. the end. And in, in that way, we start building resilience, you know, um, to change as it
0: comes as the changes get more and more intense. Mm. So what are some of the strategies or maybe I should ask first, when does a person realize okay I need help and then they would turn to someone like you um, for that kind of help or maybe even medical help because we spoke, you said overwhelming. but. you know, there may be different levels. Some people may say, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, but I have someone to turn to, maybe a spouse, maybe uh, other people in my family. Some people don't have that kind of support. Mm-hmm. So w- at what point would a person realize, okay, I need more than this right now to help me? Okay, so some people don't really
1: realize it. And it's the people that surround them, their support structure that say, you know what, you're not listening to us. I think you need outside help because normally we don't listen to the people that are around us. Mm. We'll take advice from somebody else rather. So normally your support structure will recognize that, you know what, things are not going well. You're not handling it too well and you need uh, outside help. You need some counseling. You need some structure. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes people that are in the situation cannot see. What's happening to them? Uh, you do have those people that realize that, you know what, I'm going nowhere, and maybe they just want to talk. So they do come to either a life coach or a psychologist or counselor just to talk. And by just talking alone, um, allows them to express their feelings. And uh, what what you would do at that point when you bring them into a, into a session is that you make them mindful that it is happening to you. Something is happening to you. So you, you are, they become mindful of the present. Because what happens is they think back of what should have, what could have, or looking for, mm-hmm. I've lost this one. Now how am I going to go forward from dust and I'll never see him again. And, you know, you, you, you go from back to forth. So you ground the person and you make them mindful and you give them the knowledge that, you know what, this is actually your illness that you have. For example, say you've lost a limb. So you 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 you've got to get them to now do some research, become proactive in the illness to say like, there is prosthetics available. There is physical therapy available. They may have a special needs child. So you would learn all about the special needs the child requires. And you would give them that knowledge, because knowledge is power. And with that knowledge, you you, you also, another strategy that you would give a client is... Self-care. Self-care is so important for a person. So Mm -hmm. how you would recognize that the person needs help is they start not caring about themselves, they're not dressing up, they're not uh, drinking, they're not eating, their appetites are gone, they say it all the time, crying all the time. So one of the strategies of helping someone to adapt to change is to teach them self-care, you know? And Mm -hmm. self-care is three aspects. It's the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. And alhamdulillah, Sestanissa, we have to make so much sugar to make that we have iman, that Allah Ta'ala yes. has blessed us with iman. And one of the key factors to change is that if we have that yaqim, that Allah Ta'ala is in control of everything, mm-hmm. we will be able to be content. I mean, we don't control everything, and we live our lives thinking that we can control, but we must make this dua and we need to go back into our spirituality and connect with Allah and ask, Allah, help me to trust you, and you've given me this. You've given me this challenge because you know I can get out of it, because Allah has created us because he loves us. Not because mm-hmm. he wants to give us difficulty. He gives us difficulty because he wants us to turn to him. So we use these moments for self-care. And uh, we ask people to, to to go back to the musalah, to certainly be mindful of what is happening to them. And, you know, by, by, by connecting with himself and connecting to Allah Ta'ala, uh, Alhamdulillah, it's one of the strategies that can assist them. And lastly, the fourth strategy that can uh, uh, assist the people, as you said earlier, is a support structure. So if you have a good family support structure, and the people around you know what's happening to you. They know what you need. And you tell them, this is what I need. This is what I'm going through. And Alhamdulillah, it makes such a big difference to that change that's coming, in, coming your way.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it, it seems like it's all doom and gloom when we talk about um, going through these transitions or changes in life. But there are benefits also from going through these changes because whenever we go through something difficult, it means that we are strengthen, strengthening ourselves and growing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, you only grow when things change for you. If if things stay the
1: same, you don't grow. Mm. Mm. It's similar to exercising. If if you're not going to train the muscle, it's not going to get any stronger. So in the same way, uh, the challenges that happen to you in your mind, in your character, those are, are things that make you and t- turn you into a into different person, mold you. Let's say it remoulds you into a different person. You become, begin to identify different values, what your belief systems are, what your priorities are. Because when the change comes, then you know what is important to you. What are you dwelling on? Why are you, why are you um, not making uh, any progress? It's because you're stuck in a certain emotion you know, and the change needed to come about because you needed to make the change. Maybe you were forced into, in, into changing your job and then you realize, okay, maybe I'm, these are the things
0: I need to change as a person so that I can hold on to a job, you know. Absolutely, yes. So given all of that advice, you know, we it's like we said, it strengthens us. How do you help your clients set and achieve goals during um, either a traumatic uh, transition that they may be going through um, and how does this process differ from other goal-setting techniques because obviously it's not going to be the same
1: no definitely not no definitely so as i said earlier you know we we, we have to identify a person's value but when you speak to a client you obviously ask them you ask important questions like for example you know uh, sometimes you When you're in a difficult situation, you don't know what your values are. You don't know whether you're coming, whether you're going. You don't know how you're feeling. So we get them them to write down. You say, you know, identify the times when you're happy. Identify the times that you were um, prosperous or when when you felt fulfilled. And probably they'll tell you, you know what, when I I dress very nicely, I feel good. So, you know, in their value system, it's looking good. So that would be now a, a way to set a goal to say, okay, look. One of your goals is that you want to look good. So no matter what it is, whether you are ill, you're going to a doctor's appointment or you're going for therapy, make sure that you get up, dress up, and you show up. So you Mm. dress good. No matter what it is, you put on your makeup, you put on your good scarf, you put on your shoes, but you look good because of that is something that you value. And by them valuing that and looking at it, setting it as a goal, it becomes something that is purposeful in their life, you know. And once they achieve that, they say, okay, I did this. Now I can go on to the next thing. And why it's different uh, to setting goals to to, uh, to normal people um, is that, you know when you have emotional set uh, emotional challenges, you can set back So you know you might just feel down one day, you might feel good one day, so you'll have to keep changing the goals for them, and uh you've got to keep encouraging them through with us mm-hmm. so you know uh, for them the goals will be rather smaller goals, something yes. that will be achievable, and something they can be get accomplish quickly
0: mm. All right, so it's it's a difficult thing, but obviously, like we said, you know, with the proper help, the proper people that you would go through. And if you, I think, one of the things uh, that people need to understand also is that when you're feeling really overwhelmed by all of this, seek the help. It doesn't mean that you know you have to remain um, strong or aloof or keep away from people, but rather talk it out. Yeah, because sometimes I
1: think that's one of our biggest problems.
0: We don't ask for help. We don't Mm -hmm. ask for help.
1: Especially as a (laughs) woman. Yes, yes, no, definitely, definitely. We feel that it it makes us look weak if we're asking for help. But actually, it's your strength that you're asking for help, you know? And... uh, You know, I I always think of this one particular thing. I actually came across it the other day, which is is so pertinent. It says that on on the days when your trauma is louder than your love, just remember you are more than what has hurt you. So, you know, if you you think of affirmations and things that reach out to you, keep repeating them to yourself. Affirm to yourself that, you know what, I am bigger than what I'm going through, and I can get myself through it, you know. And if you need the tools, And you need the people, then use them because Allah
0: has put them in our lives for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely, I don't think any man is an island, and 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 Allah wouldn't have exactly. created us to be um, separate from each other. There's a reason why exactly. we, we, you know, we human beings are interconnected. For that very reason, we support, and Allah tells us, "You are a reminder." Right. So just as much as we remind each other to do right and not, you know, to stay away from wrong, we're also there to help each other and uplift one another. And I think, um, you, yeah, you're giving somebody the ability to actually earn a when you do that. That's it,
1: doing exactly, good. you are. Mm. Yes, yes. yes. People, Allah doesn't make you in need of anybody and only of him. But when Allah uses you to, to some fulfill somebody's needs, that's a blessing, that's a khidmah, that Allah, Allah wants you to get close to them. So be happy to help other
0: people, you know? Absolutely. Well, Jazakal Akhir for your time this afternoon. Such a pleasure talking to you. And I, I love this topic okay. because I think, you know, change in life. Uh, a lot of people say, I don't like change. Um, I'm one of those mm. people that actually likes change. I like when things change because it keeps me, um, you know, I get bored easily. <laughs> I think I must okay. have had ADHD as a child. So <laughs> as an adult, I, I like things to change so I can learn more and, and do more. So alhamdulillah, I think, um, you know, a lot of the times when I hear people say, I don't like change, I'm sitting there like, why? You have to like it but then i realize also that it's not easy especially when the change is life changing when it makes huge mm-hmm. impacts on your life um then it's mm-hmm. not something that you you know you can you can deal with uh on your own you do need help sometimes and it's good when you have the support and people like you um who are trained to to help um you know those of us that may not be able to make it through without that kind of help it was a pleasure talking to you as
1: well
0: All right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Wa
1: alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa
0: barakatuhu.